Novo Nordisk Gets Caught in Shady Marketing Practices, Part 2. This is the Weight and Healthcare Newsletter Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and or sharing at weightandhealthcare.com. In Part 1, we talked about how Novo Nordisk got suspended from the Association of the British Pharmaceutical Industry for their shady marketing practices. Today, we're going to talk about an investigation by The Observer that found what so many of us have been saying for a long time, that Novo Nordisk had paid millions to prominent, quote, obesity, quote, charities, NHS trusts, universities, and other bodies, as well as healthcare professionals who publicly praised the drug, typically without disclosure of their funding, and who advised NICE, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, on their reviewing of Novo's weight loss drug to decide whether or not it should be made available. The Observer article, Orchestrated PR Campaign, How Skinny Jab Drug Firm Sought to Shape, quote, Obesity Debate, found that in three years, Novo Nordisk had shelled out £21,700,000, about $26,415,301.50 U.S., over 3,500 transactions which were separate from their research and development spending. The Observer found, quote, the payments include donations, event sponsorship, grants and other fees to prominent, quote, obesity, quote, charities, NHS trusts, royal colleges, GP surgeries, healthcare education providers, and universities, on top of £28 million spent by the company on research and development. A further £4 million in payments, such as consulting and lecture fees, went to health professionals, including experts on, quote, obesity. The business also provided financial support for the running of the all-party parliamentary group on, quote, obesity, a cross-party group of MPs and members of the Lords that lobbies the government on health policy, unquote. I've written before about how major papers like the New York Times are writing articles that are essentially lobbying for Novo Nordisk's priorities, where every expert quoted is on Novo's payroll with no disclosure. One question I get asked a lot is, how is that legal? First, I'll point out that legal and ethical are two different things. Beyond that, there's a tendency to believe that doctors and academics are somehow immune to industry influence or to the ways that their promotion of the weight loss paradigm will support their careers, such that reporters and others, including those on the pharma industry's payroll, claim that disclosing these conflicts of interest isn't important. An excellent example of the ways in which those who are seen as impartial experts in academia are, in fact, on the payroll of these companies and actively shilling for them is Professor John Wilding. Professor Wilding is at Liverpool University, where he leads clinical research on, quote, obesity. He also serves as president of the World, quote, Obesity Federation, an astroturf organization similar to the, quote, Obesity Action Coalition, which took more than 4.3 million pounds over three years per The Observer. Somehow, this did not make its way into his conflicts of interest statement. Meanwhile, he was quoted extensively in the media recommending Novo's drug Wagovi. Jason Halford, who was the head of the School of Psychology at the University of Leeds, told an audience of millions on BBC that Wagovi is, quote, one of the most powerful pharmaceutical tools for treating, quote, obesity. He did not disclose that he is also the president of the European Association for the Study of, quote, Obesity, EASO, another astroturf organization, which is to say an organization that claims to advocate for marginalized people, but in reality is predominantly funded by and acting as a lobbying arm of the pharmaceutical and weight loss surgery industry. The Observer found that the EASO SO received more than three quarters of its income, more than 3.65 million pounds from Novo Nordisk. Halford is also a previous member of Novo Nordisk's UK advisory board. I'm glad Novo Nordisk's lack of ethics are getting wider coverage. Although, as I pointed out in part one, people in fat liberation and weight neutral health advocates like Mikey Mercedes, Louise Adams, Asher Larmy, myself, and others have been talking about this for some time, but I don't expect it to stop them until we put enough pressure on them to force them to stop. 
This is a company that orchestrated aggressive price gouging on insulin, proving beyond a doubt that they will kill people for money. And as pressure in the U.S. is forcing Novo to lower the price of insulin, they seem to have a lot of eggs in the Wagovi basket. Prior to launch, they promised their shareholders the, quote, fastest ever post-FDA approval launch and that they would double their, quote, obesity sales by 2025. In fact, the observer found that Novo Nordisk sales on their new, quote, obesity treatments rose 84% in 2022 to $2.4 billion, a figure Novo projects will, quote, grow significantly in 2023. And what will they do to grow this figure significantly this year? I think their behavior makes it clear absolutely anything they can get away with. Did you find this helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.